This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where more testicles mean more iron. I'm your host, the guff speaking work slacker, Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? I'm Henry Gilbert and I knew the dog before he <laughs> came to class. Uh, who else? Uh, Italian stereotype Chris Antista. Uh, and special guest. Uh, I'm Dave Rudden, and my geode must be acknowledged. <laughs> uh, I will do that for the show, Dave. And today's episode is Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. More testicles mean more iron. What a vile sound effect. <laughs> I just love the foley on that. I wanted more to do that. Iron. I wanted to use it. Dorsch never should have shot that film in college. <laughs> today's episode aired on April 28, 1994. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this day in history. <gasps> oh, my God. Except for Blue Bobby, uh, Nelson Mandela is victorious in South Africa's first free election. Yeah. Chant, an album of Benedictine monks is on the top of the charts. And Edward Furlong <laughs> follows up Terminator 2 with the unforgettable brain scan. Whoa. <laughs> I know they would put End Apartheid Now uh, posters in Lisa's room to piss people yeah. off uh, in the early in 90, seasons. Yeah, 92. That's on the wall in her room when Homer is, yeah, after she calls him a baboon in the... Baboon! Yeah. It's, it's difficult to remember the pro-apartheid people. Like, the, uh, so, the they're out there. <laughs> the Simpsons universe in uh, one year or so will be introduced to the Benedictine monks uh, via the rapping rabbis. Yes, oh, yeah. you're well, right. That was, that was written <laughs> by Jews. the critic guys who also, <laughs> on the critic, did the joke about the, the singing monks too they it, really got into these it monks was, it was a needless trend I mean <laughs> but it topped, the, it topped the charts for like almost the entire year my mom bought the CD and I was like why it, <laughs> it it's, was literally 20 year old recordings oh Benedictine damn. monks and I think they, they sunk it up to like pleasant beats uh, and it, it did. It sold incredibly well. Pop culture is really weird. It is. Well, so this was a major night in Simpsons history. Yes. And this is a major time for talking Simpsons too, because this is our hundredth episode of regular Simpsons. <laughs> yes. Probably, I guess, if you were to add it up, like five, six episodes ago is our hundredth episode. Yeah, we're on like one oh seven now, I guess. But who's counting? Uh, I am. Uh, yes. I know that for Laser Time's 100th episode, we decided to do a show just yeah. called Simpsons Reference to yeah. talk about our favorite show and explain half the references younger people oh, yeah. have been hearing. We, and the episode art we used yeah. is from the promotional wave for, for yeah. this episode. Bart's eyes are the two zeros mm-hmm. in 100. And the 100th night when it showed, it was a full-on celebration from Fox. They were definitely celebrating. Like Other than, I would guess, Married with Children hit it first, but this had to be the second Fox mm. show ever to hit 100 I episodes. Think so. So probably right. excluding cops. Cops doesn't count. Like, like that, they have yeah. a thousand episodes of cops. <laughs> but that they were ready to celebrate the legacy of The Simpsons as Dave Merkin points out on the commentary, but the real reason companies celebrate 100 episodes of a show is because that is the typical 
syndication <laughs> thing. Sometimes if shows got canceled at like 95, they'll still yeah. just do it. They're like, yeah. Grace, Grace Under Fire mm-hmm. got to 96 episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. And this coming fall would be The Simpsons entering syndication for the first time. Yes. So they all know how rich they're going to get off of that yeah. syndication <laughs> money with 100 episodes. That, so that was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And the night of it, they aired this next two in the 830 slot is technically the first ish episode they show bart the genius which Mm, it wasn't it is the second production episode and the second aired episode Mm -hmm. but it went after the christmas special and i believe in fox's mind they're like well that was the christmas special not the first episode so also why air a christmas episode in april yeah Yeah. so you you see it next to bart the bart the genius Mm -hmm. and just imagine even then seeing 100 next to bart the genius you could just see how far the show has come yeah bart the genius is like bronze age compared to this (laughs) simpsons episode well on uh, patreon.com slash talking simpsons we did a viewing of the original pilot that they didn't air Mm -hmm. and bart the general is about nine percent better than that i would mm-hmm. say it's not yeah. that much better animation it's true a few things i wanted to bring up so this is the 100th episode and i feel like it's a landmark in some cases in that it's the deepest exploration of skinner's life to date yeah. Yeah. and season five so far i think you'll all agree with me mm-hmm. has just been about humiliating him at every turn <laughs> every time we see him he's the most pathetic mm-hmm. like just a petty bachelor yeah. this just i mean we don't know he's a virgin yet but it's apparent <laughs> but yeah. a, a yeah. sad man with no life uh and no hobbies yeah and, and this episode is written by bill oakley and josh weinstein mm-hmm who had run season seven and eight. Mm. And it's clear that they wanted to call back to season three. This is very much a season three in tone episode after mm-hmm. the, the great wackiness of Merkin. We get a more grounded down to earth, like solid story so much that Homer is kind of pushed out of it. Yeah, it's insane. And, mm-hmm. and there are many cut scenes with Homer in them. I mean, Homer is going to be a bigger part of this plot to, uh, you know, get Ned out as the principal. <laughs> but in some ways I feel like this is Oakley and Weinstein kind of, uh, auditioning to be showrunners. Mm. This is the first episode that they've written, I feel, that is wholly theirs. Mm. It has all of their trademark stuff and all of the emotion they loved in season three. And season three is their favorite Simpsons season. They were fans of the show before mm. joining to write for it. And I feel like this is really a callback to those more emotional, mm. more grounded years mm. of the show. Yeah, truly, we were rewatching this for the first time. It feels absolutely like a season seven episode it dropped does. into season five. And it has all the things they do well. If we ever get to interview Oakley again, or mm-hmm. we're lucky enough to talk to Weinstein, I'd love to ask them, like, is this what got you to be showrunners? Like, is this what you proved? Because it also feels like they had some more hands-offness mm-hmm. on this from Merkin. Like, there weren't as many Merkin-y things. Like, yes, the quickie bard explodes, but <laughs> there are fewer crazy things. Everything is so much more grounded than this. Homer is not the monster. Mm-hmm. He's Captain Crazy. He's none of that stuff. So I, I think it is yeah, Captain it's, Wacky. It's, it was intentional that this this was moved to be the 100 episode. Mm-hmm. Is that... Yes, we they find well, for sure? their reasoning for it is that they wanted a Bart focused one. Mm. They wanted a Bart one, and they talk about it. And I remember it at the time too. They advertise like Bart's biggest prank ever, and like, it's like no. right, yeah, it's not a not, prank. It was he an accidentally <laughs> yes. does something. Uh, he's, he he he's done so many better pranks, and just burns his air. He does so yeah. many great pranks. It's a much better prank. Yeah, this and he feels regret. I mean, yeah. uh, Bart is so human. Skinner so human. Yeah. And one other thing, uh, the title of this yes. episode, I had no idea what it meant That's until insane. like ten years ago. Mm. It's a reference to the the nineteen seventy 
1971 black exploitation movie, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, Badass. With, the, with the correct amount of A's and S's, which mm-hmm. is the incorrect amount. <laughs> and it is a uh, movie by Melvin, Melvin Van Peebles. Peebles. And, I, and I was going to have the trailer play, but it's just a bunch of like random scenes yeah. and it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. in audio. But I found out this movie was, uh, it came into being because Bill Cosby funded yeah. it, mm-hmm. which is astounding to me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure it's great. I haven't seen it. Melvin Van Peebles chased down that money. And, and I, it's a beautiful story because Mario Van Peebles, I think 10 years ago, made a movie called Badass yeah. about uh, play, where he played uh, his father mm-hmm. making this movie. I, didn't know I remember okay. in that movie that he, and it's the same cover art too. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, uh, I learned all about the, the Peebles family legacy when I worked at a mom and pop video store and mm-hmm. watched those films. And yeah, the, the, the weird thing in Badass is that Mario Van Peebles is playing his father cheating on his mother during the filming of it. It's just like, this is weird. But but Mario Van Peebles is a weird guy, so that's cool. But so, yeah, this has nothing to do with the plot of that film. Yeah, and one other other uh, pre-show thing is that my favorite thing in this episode, well, one of my favorite things in this episode is the couch gag is them uh, mm. showing their gratitude to Fox by tearing the yeah. bug off the screen and stomping on that it. Great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the special chalkboard gag, too. Uh, I will oh, not yeah. celebrate meaningless milestones. And it is pretty meaningless because they, they're now on what? Are they going towards 700 now? Yeah. They're, they, I just saw they're doing the table reading in the last week of 634. Yeah. 634. But isn't that, it's like... That's They'll get just, up to episode 666, guaranteed. They're not renewed the again. They're at 666. Well, yeah. 70% of restaurants closed the first year but like <laughs> it's a miracle for a show to make it to 100 episodes I, let alone yeah. seven times over I really think after 300 they stopped making these events every 100th uh, thing they made for 500, 500. Uh, 500. Yeah. Before and they, they so. mentioned it in the 600 I, I mm-hmm. believe yeah. no that was 500 too well in, in 400 I think it was oh yeah Merkin they also he made a joke at the party for the 300th episode mm-hmm. he said the joke we're halfway there and it was <laughs> true and before we get into the episode the last thing i wanted to is it's something they don't do anymore yeah. of having a theme night where they have celebrities congratulate a show yeah. on a milestone and so you could tell they put a lot of work into finding all the past simpsons guest stars they Ooh, could mm-hmm. to congratulate the show on 100 episodes and they go through the entire hour of the celebration mm-hmm. which is skinner's badass song followed by bart the genius and so i think we should just listen to all of them in I love here. are you comfortable in there luke perry you know i've been shot out of a lot of cannons in my day but it's never like the first time Congratulations to The Simpsons on their 100th episode. The Simpsons' 100th episode celebration continues. We got Luke Perry in there. Um, we did a promo for us. <laughs> did it? Yes. We, we have our own Luke Perry promo. To everyone in the sleepy town of Springfield. Weren't you one of the little rascals? May you live long and prosper. He I did it. no idea who that guy is. <laughs> he did the hand thing. Keep watching the skis. R.I.P. Uh, Leonard Nimoy. And this is a, I love this is a big one because he's technically on like a competing <laughs> network at a competing time. <laughs> he's uh, in the height of Fraserdom. Mm-hmm. Hello, Kelsey Graham. Here. You have such a beautiful voice. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Felicitations to the people who bring The Simpsons to life. May you make a hundred more. This is in the studio. Hi, Danny DeVito here to congratulate The Simpsons on their 100th show. Auntie Herb, can I sit over the side? Hockey brains out. <laughs> Thank God I'm not related to him in real life. The uh-huh. Simpsons 100th episode <laughs> celebration. And on to... All the best on their 100th episode. I am thrilled. As Fat Tony would say, 
Thanks for making me an offer I couldn't refuse. That's he does great. the voice wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what? more like Mo. Joe Montaigne. He yeah. did not get the, the level of celebrity to, to get a call out. He's and famous enough. They're taking yeah, the, whoever the time, they can get. Joe Montaigne was top line in films and shit. Um, I did like Kelsey Grammer. Airheads, hello. Uh, this is Kelsey Grammer. Thank you for not inviting me on to season five <laughs> in any way. <laughs> well, he looks like he's at a yeah. recording of the yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, this is, this is the oddball one. I'd like to take this moment to sing the praises of the Simpsons. Hey, good to see you. Congratulations on your hundredth show. Uh, Passionless read from Tony Bennett. Miraculously still alive. Can I get another scotch, please? And Leonard Nimoy isn't. I'm reading this as slowly as I can. And I would like to give a shout out to Alec Baldwin's impression of you. (laughs) Very, very good. So this is the first episode directed by Bob Anderson. Uh, You can can definitely see the silver. uh, The uh, David Silverman in here. What's that? Wow! There, wow, Bob. (laughs) Thank you. Well, okay, Bob Anderson. You can definitely see the David Silverman influence in his work, and he. He has been with The Simpsons ever since. He's now the animation director. So he's wow. been with The Simpsons for over 20 years now. Wow, I didn't know he graduated so, into animation director. Yeah, so now he controls all the directors. I mean, you got to have somebody. That is what Silverman graduated into in season five, which, because it was exhausting, it's crazy to think they expected, like, Okay, you're in charge of all the other directors, but still, you know, do your own episodes yeah. like three a season. Like That's some fine, more work. Right? Yeah, I I just love those videos of, of celebrities congratulating things. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. Dave, you the shared hundred, the hundred years of Chan. I love just, that I, from Tim and Eric's awesome show. It's such show. an old thing that Tim and Eric made yeah. fun of it. But like they love to make fun of old TV tropes. Congratulations, Jackie Chan, for one hundred years of entertainment. Congratulations. 100 years in the business, Jackie Chan, peace. But all right, let's really get in this episode. Yeah, I this Ooh. is my favorite episode of season five. I'm this with is, you, Henry. Wow, that's, mm. Dave, I thought you said the same thing. I no, I, I really like it, and I have a personal connection to this episode. But I, I'm more of uh, Homer Low Slanders, just mm. how weird it is. Stampy, stampy, stampy. I, stampy, I think yeah. I said it before, but Skinner is my favorite character. I'm not just ripping off Bill <laughs> Oakley by saying that. He really is. I love the kind of jokes that come out of him, and yeah. I like the, the patheticness, but the the empathy we feel for him as this like kind of tortured soul. Yeah. I, I, would, I would go as far to say there's no better episode of the Simpsons. Simpsons that goes far into yeah. a non-Simpsons character. This is and, my best non-Simpsons focus. And this Simpsons is a good exploration of, of like this version of Skinner, the mm-hmm. sad kind of boring dullard type. <laughs> the last episode I can really remember that he was a big part of was the one where he married or was dating Patty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like was... he, that wasn't really the same version of Skinner. Not it, really. No, not really. Now he, he was... was left with a little dignity. We yeah. assume that he, he didn't live dignity. with his mother at that point. No. I, don't, I don't think he did either. He was just a, a single man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? he was a single man, a possible homosexual. That's, <laughs> that's all we knew about it then. <laughs> this episode because they were this is why i did feel like the hundredth episode intentionally only at the very start because mm. this is very much them recognizing a legacy uh-huh. and thinking about what hey, mm. will people be watching this in mm. 20 years and <laughs> well first off they start with joe cocker's cover of little help yeah. my friends huh. and unlike the cheap skates at wonder years they paid to have it on the dvd that's oh ah. isn't that disheartening yeah. if you wanted a ref did you have a clip of the song uh, yeah you can hear it in this opening clip here <laughs> oh, we're gonna eat this up at show and tell. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with the idea of your classmates laughing on our family's private moments. How would you like it if 20 years from now people were laughing at things you did? Not likely. Come on, <laughs> have a sense of humor about yourself. I'm a big boy today. 
<laughs> Sitting on the turlet. Ah, I love that laser to laugh today. And I just first, hear, hearing no. you talk about it, I brought it up on the the talk the laser time we did about the Simpsons legacy. That I remember watching the Wonder Years with my father. Debuted after the Super Bowl, and it was like a show I could connect to because the characters mm. my age. I watched but it all. Yeah, it was. It's a great show, uh, but uh, it's nostalgic because it's showing the period my father grew mm-hmm. up in. The Simpsons has existed longer than that period from yeah. nineteen sixty nine to nineteen eighty eight. Wow. So you can watch the Simpsons as both yeah. a show you like and as Wonder Years nostalgic. It's it's set twenty years ago. They're yeah. showing a Wonder Years parody, and yeah. there's no re- I, yeah. there's no reason to do that. I grabbed the Wonder Years new song, and it just it just makes me so oh. mad. It's like the Married with Children new song, right? I just had an old clip. Let me see how much you'll tolerate it. What would you do? Horrifying, right, horrifying, tapping out. Just scroll to the end because it just gets even worse. <laughs> Who are you? I will say at least they did a cover Ooh, yeah. and didn't replace it. My question is though, can I can I show you the worst example? Sure. I captured this a long time ago. I didn't I don't have a wiki-esque mm. memory of what song was in the Wonder Years and I know they had to remove song yeah. mm-hmm. I immediately knew what song they had to remove and they didn't get they made like a non-funny Weird Al parody oh no and so that's I, the title oh, might give God. it away this is awful I, I love it so much there was this. only one thing I was sure of I was a man on fire <laughs> oh, this is so bad Hope, sorry Doors fans Boy. Okay. Tony. Oh. <laughs> so, it's, fire in there. It yeah. is bitter irony. Mm. The Simpsons was allowed to retain the correct song in its yeah. parody of the show that could not retain the correct <laughs> my, song. My question, though, is do you think the Wonder Years people wanted the Beatles version of that song but knew they Probably. could never get it, so they yeah. went for the Joe Cocker version? Yeah, the Joe Cocker. Well, but then the Wonder Years ended up making the Joe Cocker version even more, more iconic. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, heard it first. I know I heard it a billion times because of the Wonder Years. When I heard the Beatles one, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and that song, wouldn't I don't think, would be appropriate no. for the Wonder no, Years. No, not really. Version. No, it's, you need more of a reflective, mm. sad kind like Joe Cocker Yeah, does. no offense, Beatles. And, that's horseshit calliope baby music. <laughs> and so, uh, I, I mean... mean <laughs> well, the, when it comes to music licensing on DVDs, it's crippled many shows yeah. from being complete, but mm. The Simpsons is on such a level yeah. that they know they could spend they could spend $2 million on relicensing old yeah. songs, yeah. and they'll still make a profit. So, I, wish, I wish they hadn't spent so much time on Simpsons DVDs, because they routinely every year entered into the top 10 DVD yeah. sold period mm-hmm. uh, but they, they Graining was really adamant about one season per year mm-hmm. so it took for fucking ever yeah. it took so long and The Simpsons have been on so long I mean, the every, format is dead every episode DVDs. needed commentary that was the yeah. thing like, that's, that's, that's yeah, also pushing I'm glad back. they did that like, once in a while they would get to in a year but it would be like a rare occasion but. <laughs> so this is the 100th episode of Talking Simpsons we are 10 yeah. seconds into the episode and 20 minutes into but, this recording ah. but it's a tradition that we yeah. go too far in every joke but, oh I don't know if Either of you guys did the research for this, but when he says, "Will people still be laughing at us twenty years from now?" Mm-hmm. I looked up what episode aired twenty years from this one, mm-hmm. and it, the episode was "What to Expect When Bart's Expecting" from season twenty-five. Great. So I don't think people were still laughing at him twenty oh. years from now. And then actually, the, Sick burn, yeah, you Simpsons writers. The, the episode after that was the Lego episode. They had oh. Lego oh. Episode. Oh. So that's yes. still. Yeah. I mean, they're Not they're bad. at least still notable twenty-five years nice. or twenty so years later. I must over-explain or, or go too far into one joke in this opening bit where uh, Homer is showing off his Sebastian Cabot beard book (laughs) and his beard catches on fire 
And uh, I must tell you who Sebastian Cabot is. Uh, he was the lesser Mr. Belvedere. He played mm-hmm. Mr. French on A Family Affair. It oh. was the 70s Mr. Belvedere type sitcom in which mm-hmm. a, a very like uh, well-spoken uh, aristocratic uh, butler was taking care of these precocious mm-hmm. children. And uh, he was sort of like an Orson Welles figure. He had a very nice voice and everything. Yeah. But Chris, he played uh, Bagheera in The Jungle Book. Oh, and shit. he was the narrator of the Disney Winnie the Pooh shorts. Yes. But oh, yes. One thing he did was a spoken word version of <laughs> Like a Rolling Stone, <laughs> and I have it directly at that part of the song, Henry, please. How does it feel? How does it feel to be without a home? <laughs> like a complete unknown. Like a rolling stone. <laughs> We've gone to the finest school, all right, Miss Lonely, but you know you only used to get juiced in it. What? And nobody ever taught you how to live on the street, what and now f- you got to get used to it. <laughs> You said you'd never compromise with a mystery tramp. It sounds way different when he says, you said you'd never compromise with a mystery tramp. How does it feel? Like a <laughs> rolling stone. Have and the Ramones killed. Who <laughs> so, went up the honey tree? <laughs> wow, that is that is a weird one to do, yeah. but people would just buy an album with a famous voice. Like, that's a great voice. Especially yeah. having a great I voice. mean, it is a great voice, but I feel like this this weird, like, spoken mm. word shit mm. was all over the place. I mean, Shatner, of course, yeah. doing Rocket Man that everyone remembers, mm. even though it was only televised mm. once. Mm. It's this, like, <laughs> it's, thing that we all know because someone recorded it. It's nuts that someone had that foresight. Yeah. <laughs> God, I could see it. And it's it's for a book of beards. It's a beard book. And I mean, he's got mm. it all. I looked at a few pictures of him from the time. He's got a good it's beard. A pretty yeah. good beard. <laughs> I mean, Mr. French, who he played, had like the, uh, I mean, he had a beard and it was pretty yeah, well groomed. I guess, you know, maybe it's, it's like how porn from a long time ago feels different now because it's like oh, we've seen we've seen so much escalation mm. in porn it's mm-hmm. the same with like well I've seen crazy mega beards on everybody yeah. just walking down the street okay. in San Francisco so a quality average beard is just like eh, okay I guess yeah, it's, it's funny like having a beard was a marker of the late 70s but beards <laughs> are so back and um, I can't back grow in a big one way. I'm sorry no I hate it I can't I have very patchy hair on my face. It's uh, I did like that joke of uh, Bart. They film Bart <laughs> on a toilet, and he's like, "Well, crap." But though it also makes it feel the Simpsons feel extra old that they have things on Super Eight. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, if Homer and Marge were together in the late seventies, they're not going to have a VHS yeah. recorder. I so. think it was just on the, so I, on the surface Wonder Years parody. I, well, yes. yeah, but I did find it weird that he was projecting onto the fridge. Mm-hmm. The whole that scene was taking place in the kitchen i thought they're like oh there's there's a reason like every time he wears a red hat there's a reason for that or a watch there's a reason that's in the scene but it was just like this could have this could have easily been done in their living room hey we had a super eight camera too there's footage of me in super charlie chaplinish high speed somewhere in my parents house (laughs) and so now bart has to get something else marge suggests a potato (laughs) i just just think they're neat it's it's another nice little non sequitur (laughs) for marge and that's also a very o and w type joke of just like potato like isn't this marge Boring thing. Boring enough to find joy in a potato. (laughs) And then uh, Bart looks, thinks he'll take a geode. Mm. I looked up geodologist, obviously, is not a real word. (laughs) Uh, The closest word is a lapidary. Oh, yeah, I've heard uh, of that. Somebody who is good at rocks. (laughs) <laughs> and geodes are kind of cool. They were they brought cool. to school I, a lot in my I day. I never geodes. had one. I wanted mm. one so bad. It felt like a thing that would be on every kid's desk. Mm-hmm. It's, it was so easy to imagine. Lisa would definitely have a mm. geode on her desk. And then Bart feeling his geode envy mm. around everybody else's <laughs> giant geodes. 
including Martin's, which is like a punch bowl. <laughs> it's huge, yeah. So Bart ends up bringing Santa's little helper to school, and he uh, starts his show and tell with a quiz about what's under the box, and everyone thinks he's telling a joke and trying to guess the answer to it. Boys and girls, Mrs. Krabappel, I come before you today to solve a riddle that has plagued mankind for centuries. What has four legs and ticks? A walking clock? A walking clock! I'd wager he has some variety of walking clock in that box. Bart, is it a walking clock? What? No, it's my dog. <laughs> that Bart accidentally tells them a riddle. He doesn't even get it. And that Nelson constantly brings a can of yes. tomato paste with him. Yeah. I love that. It's sodium benzoate. Yeah. I have to say, and I'm not proud of this, but as a 13-year-old kid, I found it funny that he said two retard spoilage. Yeah, I mean, uh, they just sneak a dirty word in there. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he used it in the proper context. Mm-hmm. Martin wants to show off his geo- geode, and his showmanship really calls back to Bart gets an F when he's dressed up as Hemingway talking about the old man and see like he has a real showmanship about him because yeah. he is gay as they keep underlining in this episode yes. in these episodes Martin is very well he's very jealous that they're not going to show his geode I loved him talking about his raisin roundies mm-hmm. which uh, again not a real thing though somebody made yeah. them online it's uh, they made it as vanilla cookies with a ra- raisin cream mm. filling sounds good I was worried I'm... for a second that he was like is that dog eating chocolate I think <laughs> maybe that's why so. they didn't make it chocolate. Yeah, no, they underlined no. the raisin part of that. And this, yeah, this is the most they've used Santa's little helper in a long time. But uh, he, everybody's loving him and not listening to Martin. I knew the dog before he came to class. <laughs> Kaboom! That, the sound of the thunderous volcanic explosion which gives birth to the magnificent geode. One of nature's most... You're doing it wrong. You gotta pin him hard so he can feel it. <laughs> Look, look, let the doggy sneeze. Ha! It thinks it's people. My geode must be acknowledged. <laughs> oh, brother. All right, back to show and tell. Bart, why don't you put the doggy away? Aww. It's very low-key mm. observational humor about how people just act like complete jackasses around cute animals. <laughs> well, a dog! Yeah. I've never seen this before. They all just lose it, and I mean, we've we've done that in real life, mm-hmm. meeting uh, meeting Mikkel and Diana's doggy in this very room. <laughs> little Steve. And I love little Steve. He's you want our hearts but, over. And also that Edna just drops all of her meanness and uncaring. She's like, the dog has lit up her heart, yeah. and that she even tells Bart, good job, and like, she can't imagine the words she's saying. Also, it just shows like the drudgery of school that yeah. this just bringing a simple thing like a dog into this <laughs> environment can brighten everyone's day. Mm-hmm. Just like, wow, uh, this is this never happens in school. Just the way Willie is just like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. And then just the dog, one glance, he's like, <gasps> like it's, it's made his day. It's, yeah. it's so beautiful. That is unironically how I am all the time. I don't see dogs living in the goddamn city, man. I love mm-hmm. dogs. Uh, though I do wonder, why do those kids not know a Bart brought a dog? Like, the when SLH stands up from the box, it's like, how they not ask him what's in the box the rest of this time? We don't see that part of it. So uh, Lunch Lady Doris is uh, cooking assorted horse parts. Yes. And we get that great opening. More testicles means more iron. So I, I did look this up. According to Google, animal testicles only have uh, or have 6% of your daily iron intake, which hmm. I don't know if that's like really good or not. I eat fiber bars that 
talk about how high fiber they are. They're like, we got six percent of your fiber, but so. we do know iron helps us play. Mm-hmm. So. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm going to tie that into testicles for the rest of my life. Thank you for that association. <laughs> <laughs> and now comes a joke that I identify as when Ralph turned a corner into truly monkey cheese dumb like he'd he'd been doing the i'm eating paste uh this is a drawing of a spirochete and he's definitely not smart in the choo choo choose me episode but this is him like this is a boy with problems um miss hoover there's a dog in the vent ralph remember the time you said snagglepuss was outside he was going to the bathroom. <laughs> the, Snagglepuss that, was pissing or shitting yeah. outside the window. And number that, one and two. <laughs> and that, like the way Ralph reads it is great. That it's like Ralph's not making this up. He definitely saw this and it troubled him. And so it's like, boy, Ralph has problems. Like <laughs> he really they, does. They kind of have lightened up on the Ralph stuff, though. That joke is from the same cloth as he tells me to burn things. That's right, so. yeah. Seeing seeing things, hearing things. Mm. So Skinner's introduced, and I kind of just picked up on it with this viewing. They're trying to establish him as being frazzled. This is a bad day for him. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a cut scene that goes into more of his problems, actually. And oh. I talked with this with Henry before. Like, we're going to do an episode for Patreon that's just going to be us talking about all the cutscenes and playing all the clips because they're all on the DVD. Oh, yeah. Uh, so in this scene, Skinner's on the phone talking about he didn't know Yom Kippur was real. <laughs> Yom Kippur. It sounds made up. And then he goes on in the cut part. He goes on to say, he's like, uh, you know the, the programs these kids are watching with the Beavis and the Butthead. No, no, <laughs> sir. I'm not calling you Butthead. So, and oh, that's I, cute. I forgot that joke. I mean, that was not actually aired. It's on the yeah, it's on the cut scenes. I think we also see that Skinner's hair might be real because his head's all sweaty. He's like running his hands through his hair. If you're wearing mm. a rug, I don't think it will permeate mm. the entire toupee. Yeah, they've definitely dropped the toupee thing. I'd yeah. say. And, young Jewish boy was also a Weinstein. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's like one of the writers. Mm. When I was 11, I also didn't know what Yom Kippur was. Like th- that was just noises to mm. me. I I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in a suburban mm. South mm. and. If there were Jewish people there, they in 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 my realm kept of people, quiet. they kept it themselves. I don't know why. Suburban but, North here and same. Yeah, but so I don't know, Dave. You grew up in New York, uh, well, Long Island. Yeah, which, so uh, I mean, we would just have all of the both the Christian holiday. and Jewish holidays, mm-hmm. all the holidays that there are yeah. uh, <laughs> on on the calendar. So I knew of Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. I didn't know what they what they were. I'm, I'm just trying to look it up now. It, so that takes place during like the fall Yom Kippur. It doesn't take place within this you know the That's actual true. time of the year the simpsons take place so a little weird there but fall is during school time so oh, yeah. it's possible but him ignoring yom kippur means that it's <laughs> that, that he he'll be sued like he's cost mm. the school millions of dollars with yeah that, i think it's and, a big problem and i think willie comes in to tell him about the dog in the vents right yes and, yeah and when he when he tells the rest of school about the, the dog in the vents which was the absolute wrong thing mm-hmm. to do because it excited everybody but bart's one of the kids who gets excited like no bart yeah. should react differently to this this could have <laughs> been any kid in this shot it did not need to I, be bart. I think bart just wants the chaos he yeah. thinks the dog will be fine but there's a great line from uh, from Willie. Have you gone waxy in your beaster? <laughs> I could not. I mean, beaster obviously signifies head, but I couldn't find any like Scottish slang. I think yeah. they just made it up. There's a uh, lot of good Scottish slang in this. Episode. Yeah, yeah, they, they make up a lot. And did he? He's a guff talking work yeah. slacker too. Yeah, it was. I don't even love that long series of jokes of Willie insulting Skinner and then it constantly keeps happening. But I at least like that they heightened it and made it special in this one of like. 
finally Skinner has a comeback to hmm. being insulted by Willie at every it's, it's turn. It's a very Hank Hill comeback. <laughs> and so then, yeah, it is decided that Willie will uh, go into the vents, but he needs something first. Lunch, Lady Doris. Have you got any grease? Yes. Yes, we do. Then grease me up, woman. Okie dokie. <laughs> Why does that take so fucking perfect? Body by Ned. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he had already been shown in Radio Bart to have an right. yeah. awesome body, so... They just had to stick with that, and I liked yeah Doris's reaction of like you can so tell good. she she likes it, but she's trying to keep a straight face. Like, <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, and actually the vents are so big, I don't think Willie needs to be greased up. Not really. They're huge vents. Yeah, and also think of this with this rare lunch lady Doris appearance. She is a co-star on the critic right yes. now as she's doing it. Well, actually. By this point, the critic is off the air yeah. and not being played on ABC anymore. Not, wow, to, not to spoil episodes of Talking Critic for you guys on Patreon, but yes, the the show didn't make it to the end of March. Premiered at the wow. end of January and was canceled and taken off the air uh, by the end of March. We do get the great quote, there's nary an animal alive that cannot run a grease <laughs> Scotsman. And it's shades of, yeah. I think it was Marge gets a job when Willie fights the wolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Willie is a great fighter. The, the camera angle underneath Willie, like his... His, his balls mm. basically smacked the camera. <laughs> like there was definite care taken into showing Willie's bulge. In it's his a underwear. mighty bulge. Like, yeah, and I, I read somewhere the sequence is a giant alien parody. Mm. But somebody pointed out it is actually a parody of all three <laughs> Aliens movies up until that point. I feel mm. like it is an amalgam of all of them. It is. Yeah. yeah. And well, watching the dots really was neat. definitely in the in Alien and well, and Alien. And alien. Yeah, in both of them, and so. It's, it's apparently a real specific Alien 3 thing in there, but mm. that's the one we don't watch all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't don't, seen it in a long time. It that really, one's not burned into my brain. They do go to like the the least convenient way to get a dog out of the event, which is you could leave food up there. <laughs> you could put a trap up there. Like I, I recently just read some story about... A cat that got lost at the airport, like jumped out during security check. Oh no! Hung out in the vents for a couple of weeks, oh, and man. they got they finally got it out with the trap. I'm like, yeah, because you wouldn't go up in the vent. Yeah, that just seems oh. dumb. God, I never thought of that with the people who have to bring their cats to the airport, yeah. and like one of the things that happens every time when you take a cat to the airport is they're like, sorry, you can't just put your cat through the X-ray machine. You have to take it out of this carrier, yeah. and like. This cat will murder me when yeah. I take it out of there. Yeah, I've done that with my parrot, and they're not happy when I'm uh, like, no, we need to go to a separate room. I don't want my bird flying around the airport. Yes, yeah. <laughs> There's one Willie line. I My research failed me. So Willie catches Santa's little helper, and they end up above the auditorium, like really high up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He opens the vent, and he says, tis more dizzying than the belfry at St. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say the word. Kurga glue wagon. And this could be the captions failing me because the captions are not always right. Uh, mm. Frankiak is sometimes wrong because it's based on the captions, but I could uh. not find this uh, this fictional. Now, now I know it's fictional mm. church. Yeah, there mm. is. As far as I can tell, too, there was no similar church either, mm. and at least in Scotland. But hey, any Scotch listeners yeah. out there, <laughs> if you if you know what he's referring to, yeah. and it's not just a made up saint, like if you were searching. It being called Saint Clurig Glue Dragon, that would explain that. That's like, very good, Henry. Then there is, uh, then there would be a Catholic saint mm. of that name, even if there wasn't a belfry attached mm. to it. And the fact that that wouldn't come up, then it's like, okay, then well, it's we, a made up. We saint. know he grew up in North Kilttown, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we so just we... need to search to what the North Kilttown. <laughs> 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 Could be our first field trip. 
Skinner hiccuping, he's so worried, and he's... A one-time trade, yes. never comes back. And that uh, Edna doesn't even care, she's smoking in the hallway, mm. which, <laughs> given the... Like, this episode slightly feels like a prequel to the episode where, where they start dating, mm-hmm. and so her being so mean to him in this, of just like, oh, poor Skinner, mm. she's she'll she'll love you eventually. Mm. Uh, yes. for some reason. Then things, of course, get much worse. So good. Superintendent Chalmers, you didn't have to come all the way down here. Everything's under control. (laughs) That is not his fault. I have had it with the school, Skinner. The low test scores. Class after class of ugly, ugly children. (laughs) Oh, no, I really think the children's appearance... Seymour, you are in very, very big trouble. (laughs) Why, looking into this lovable mutt's eyes just melts my heart. Seymour, all is forgiven. Make way for Willie! Sid, make way for Willie, you gloated bug. <laughs> Seymour, hmm? you're fired. I'm sorry. Did, did you just call me a liar? No, I said you were fired. Oh. That's much worse. <laughs> I love... <laughs> One last hiccup. I that, love Superintendent Chalmers so much. I wonder, I wonder if that's ever been successful in averting being fired. No, <laughs> are you calling me a liar? Are you calling me a liar that that would just like throw them off on <laughs> firing you? Poor, yeah, poor Skinner. You can't blame him for all of this, but like the shitty fireman breaking the window—that's not <laughs> yes. his fault. But the Chalmers doesn't. Well, I mean, Chalmers blames him for ugly students. Yeah, too, so <laughs> class after class of ugly, ugly children. I also did love the little joke of Wiggum complimenting mm-hmm. the basketball play of the two cops. Like mm-hmm. that's working for us, <laughs> and and the acting of. Dan, when he's both laughing as Willie and being smashed with books, like it's it's really good. Oh yeah, and the kids are throwing books at the bed. <laughs> and make way for Willie. That is a great make line. Way, <laughs> if that's that should be the name of his spinoff. If not. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons will be right back. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons has gone live. Yes, Bob Mackey and me, Henry Gilbert, have quit our crappy jobs and have gone to start doing Talking Simpsons full time. And we can do it with your help. Would you like to hear every episode a week before they premiere on iTunes and Stitcher? Would you like to listen to exclusive podcasts like the second episode of Talking Critic? And an interview with someone who worked on multiple classic Simpsons video games, telling secrets about their creation? All of that and much more is available right now at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. Please support it and help us do this full time and do even more awesome animation conversations. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. 
<laughs> I mentioned it before a lot on Laser Time, but the uh, the Gilbert Gottfried podcast. There's the, a great one with Adam West, and I feel oh like oh my god, like, I gotta listen. Once you listen. do that podcast, you're safe to die. Just yeah. like we need to extract all the stories from you, mm-hmm. and then put you're the safe to go. Put the specter of death on you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... I mean, uh, Gilbert Gottfried is sort of the uh, the newer, less horny, less self obsessed Howard Stern, where he's like, I'm gonna ask this nine year old man about his dick and who yeah. he fucks and things like it's, that. It's so great. That- Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Yeah, Bart's feeling pretty bad about it. It's the uh, they're eating a classic Simpsons breakfast of glop, just like <laughs> a bunch same, of piles, just the same mm. piles of glop. And uh, this is a long one, but it is. Uh, oh, actually, no, I split this into two parts because this entire scene is just the greatest. But a lot of great debuts in this episode. There's three major debuts mm. here, and uh, this is the first. Boys and girls, because of Mr. Skinner's sudden departure, I've had to appoint a new principal, Leopold. <laughs> All right, you little punks. Prick up your freaking ears. Because I'm only going to be saying this once. From now on, things are going to be very, very different around here. <gasps> With your new principal, Ned Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Leopold appears one more time mm-hmm. with the same joke. Or the yeah. same joke. This is one substitute you're not going to screw with. Yeah. Marge Simpson. <laughs> it's both on a stage mm-hmm. talking about the PTA and. It, mm-hmm. uh, but I love what Leopold represents that he, he is a divergent way this episode could have gone. It easily could have been about the strict taskmaster who ruins the school and makes everything worse and shows you how nice Skinner was. Who is but Leopold? That's too cliche. Who is Leopold and why does he need to be there? Yeah. It's like, Leopold will tell you. He's like, they're up there for 10 seconds. He's just like Chalmers' buddy. Or he's something. like Chalmers' Sean Spicer. Send him out to deliver bad news. <laughs> and he's so mean. It just He has a scar. I love Leopold. And all the gasps from the children, too. Yeah. But he's always, he seems happy at the very end of an announcement. Mm-hmm. I like how he doesn't open his mouth when he speaks. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like he talks through talks like Charlton Ashton. I'm going to screw with. And then the scene continues with Flanders being a big friend to the all the kids. And the kids love well, Tiffany, top of the and every good buddy here as chairman of the PTA, I am de-diddly delighted to take over, and I think I can put the pal back in principal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll put the super back in superintendent. <laughs> That's the same exact joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know everybody's eager to get back to class. <laughs> but uh, I thought it might break the ice if we had a little Q&A. Dude, ask a question or we'll have to go back to class. Um. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, um, uh, <laughs> I was wondering, do you, uh, what's your policy on, uh, lunch? Well, let me just say I want to put the stew back in students. It's just a damn popularity contest with you kids. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chalmers. Kids wouldn't be happy to know they're going to be getting stew all the time. <laughs> yeah, just the damn popularity contest. They can't stand it. Yeah, but I remember like liking people like Flanders for making jokes that I could get, uh, and especially in elementary school. And that was a very school joke mm-hmm. where it's like, 
this assembly, we need to like prolong like <laughs> assembly or not getting homework in class. Oh, Let's yeah. just de- like <laughs> delay the teacher with some dumb question. And the Jimbo's nervous acting. With <laughs> Ray, uh, uh, it's the most like range yeah. Jimbo's been asked to play at this point. <laughs> Though he also was so good against James Woods. I like me. I, yeah. And that Leopold, I, I find it nice that Leopold is comforting mm-hmm. uh, it, Chalmers in his mm-hmm. sadness. Aww. And so I definitely had that moment as a kid of like seeing a teacher mm-hmm. out not yeah. in school Boy, and just like, what is this? Who, who are mm-hmm. you? You've gone crazy, as, as Milhouse would yeah. say. And all right, look, do you guys have a better line of the episode than this? This is it. This is it. (laughs) That's the joke. Now I I finally have time to do what I've always wanted. Write the great American novel. Mine is about a futuristic amusement park where dinosaurs are brought to life through advanced cloning techniques. I call it Billy and the Clonosaurus. Oh, you have got to be kidding, sir. First you think of an idea that has already been done. And then you give it a title that nobody could possibly like. Didn't you think this was... seller list for 18 months. Every magazine cover had it. Popular movies of all time, sir. What were you thinking? I mean, thank you. I'll come again. <laughs> Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> oh, the greatest joke. That's one of my favorite lines ever. Yeah, it really just, is. Oh. And, and the, the, the rant... With the cross dissolves yeah. is a joke. I feel like I don't I don't see enough in the Simpsons or anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, and Apu took it upon himself to lecture this man like, "How dare!" In the animation, on what were you what thinking? It's like how he like his head moves like a bird almost. He's so mad, and that Skinner is just broken by it. He doesn't defend his yeah. idea at all. He's just like, Ugh. and that they could do that entire joke without saying the words Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. you know, it's about Jurassic Park. Everyone knows it it's because still a phenomenon. Was, but that they doesn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> like it almost seems like the Simpsons is refusing to acknowledge mm-hmm. the biggest thing in the universe that isn't it. To mm-hmm. specifically date it like mm-hmm. that, Stampy did a Jurassic Park joke. Yes, too. yeah, but they rarely will say they they wouldn't say Jurassic Park, the movie we all saw last year. Remember, yeah, like there's literally a line for people to go see Batman in the Simpsons, <laughs> but <laughs> that's not true. Jurassic Park. But man, yeah. the Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> so uh, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, uh, they base Skinner on a lot of their <laughs> teachers they had in high school. If you didn't know, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein met each other in high school yes. and stayed together for like almost 30 years, I think, maybe 25 as writing partners, they're but they're still, still friendly. Buddy, yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of uh, my teachers in Skinner as well. Like in high school, I had a very Skinner-esque teacher who we all knew lived with his parents, his elderly wow. parents. He was in his 50s, Ooh, wow. and he dressed very plainly, and he was a stick in the mud, but we would make, we would make fun of him cruelly yes. behind his back for being we a loser. Children. Yeah, yes. and we it was... Yeah, I, I definitely had teachers like that, too. I, I also... Well, speaking of lameness, I like that Flanders... Has slicer YooHoo, which is such a specific thing that he's <laughs> yeah. get, like YooHoo is uh, disgusting. I, by the way, I when I watch this episode like as a thirteen, I'm like, wow, that is actually the best drinks to have because like chocolate milk. It's not. <laughs> it's not know, chocolate milk. It's it chocolate somehow water. has diarrhea inducing <laughs> components. I, to I, it. I just love YooHoo, so I was like, this is actually uh, better than regular soda. It, yeah. Better I, than what the Skinner has to offer later I, too. I was more of a quick guy yeah. than a uh, than that because that rabbit he told me. To get. <laughs> and there's also milk <laughs> alongside of it, so yes, it's not true. just like a weird like, chocolate syrup and water. Yeah. Disgusting. I'm with you, Andrew. Banana yeah. flavored quick and also the best. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't be YooHoo if he's uh, clinking a glass with ice in it. You don't yeah, put ice in YooHoo. That's that is weird. I've seen it happen in. 
gross. It's already it's watery more enough. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least with Quick too, when you pre, I guess you can buy pre-made Quick, but when you make it yeah. yourself, you control the density of chocolate mm. in there. And I've never, for, I never forgiven you who mm. I went to the Warp Tour 1997, <laughs> where it was co-headlined by Blink 22 and Eminem in, the, <laughs> in a parking lot in Atlanta, and they had like no water fountains. But Yoohoo was there with all the promotional Yoohoo mm-hmm. you could drink. We all almost shit our pants. <laughs> oh my God. Hot, warm Yoohoo oh, on a summer day disgusting. in a blacktop parking lot in Atlanta. Ooh, so we have, a, we have a scene next of uh, more of Skinner's uh, life outside of the school. And uh, If Billy and the Clonosaurus was Billy. right before, this would, be the, this would be my line of the yeah. show. The sequence. I do want to say, it's not just a Skinner thing. It's also like what you do when you're unemployed. Mm, you yeah. indulge in these basic things to make them feel more significant. Yeah. Just like, yeah. what adventure am I doing today? when I do the dishes like <laughs> which salad dressing do I want to buy yeah. so I have all this time how can I make laundry more exciting yeah. they'd actually do on Mission Hill they do a better hmm. even better observation a whole episode about observing unemployment when uh, Andy loses his job I did I, not appreciate that episode until I was unemployed and I was like oh my god like, it's yeah. so perfect and then when you have a dental problem you're like okay I need a job with insurance yeah. now <laughs> like, to scam somebody into medical help uh, let's see Tide cheer <laughs> Bold, biz, fab, all, gain, whisk. I believe today I will try bold. Come on, well, Skinner, you're losing hmm. money. Just buy a big jug of it. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, we'll get to it in a second, but, like, it's no wonder that he can't afford new underwear when he's buying it at the at the laundromat, yeah. and he's buying groceries at the Quickie Mart. <laughs> like, it is those, a huge yeah. markup in both those yeah. places. Yeah, I... Just try to check. All these miraculously still exist? Wow, for the most part. Yeah. Let, me check, I, let me double check Biz. Biz <laughs> seemed out of place there. Biz, yeah. But I like that observation of just every detergent is a one-syllable <laughs> word. That's true, yeah. When you hear them all together, you're like, oh, they all aren't named the same. Yeah, they, all, they all seem like the end of a URL. Yeah. Dot bold. And <laughs> Biz is still around. What wow, the hell? Oh, man. The, the detergent market is man. stable. <laughs> I like Bart's awkwardness at meeting the guy he fired again. And mm. He just keeps running into him, just like, oh, uh, hey. Mm. And meanwhile, Skinner is so desperate for contact with anybody that he'll ask Bart to come over to his place. Uh, I didn't know you could light bags of poop on fire and make people <laughs> yeah. step on him. So that this that joke made no sense to me. I didn't know that prank because I was a good boy. I was these not Italian low force will make. I, I think of this. another. I think a kid, a, like a young adult book, had to yeah. contextualize what was actually in the bag because mm-hmm. they don't say it in the show. Well, oh, yes. A year or two later, we would learn from uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, that ah, it, yes, he called the shit poop. He called the shit poop. <laughs> uh, fuck it, but I, this is this is another one of those things that I say every day. Blank will make short work of it. I yes, do. ever a, seen a game stream? Mm, I constantly uh, say that. I like making that pronouncement. Like mm. that will make short work of this. But it's it's also one of the things I've read a ton of books and seen a billion movies. I've never heard that from anybody mm. but Seymour Skinner. Make <laughs> short work of it. And this is how desperate Skinner really is now. Uh, I'm kind of busy on Saturday. <laughs> hey! We got Skinner's underpants! There's nothing you can do about it, Mr. X, Principal! That's not true. I can buy a new pair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Man. I needed those. <laughs> I really did. No severance? Yeah, yeah, come nothing. on. And Inspired. Can't, can't, uh, need, like, he was making principal money without paying rent. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Does not this is about money. how much authority a principal has during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. Though, also, 
Seymour has been paying his mother all this money, mm-hmm. like for all the food he ate as a child, for example. Oh, right, so right. That's probably why he has no money. Let's explain later. <laughs> She's also telling him when it's seven thirty. She's that's doing true. some important things yeah. for him. Well, yeah, Agnes is a lot nicer in this than this is the first yeah. time we've seen Agnes since Crepes of Wrath. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she was in uh, Bartender Child. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. When he like yes. stabs the mother effigy on stage. That's right. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. Right, when she right. Is there? You're right. Okay, so. This is the second appearance of right. that. Yeah. So uh, Skinner invites Bart out to dinner at this great restaurant. He sells it to Bart by saying, they'll make a pizza pie with a topping yes. of your choice. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I did like just the lameness of Skinner in his room alone directing yeah. the orchestra yeah. off of tape and, yeah. like, and wanting to know when it's 7.30, which is such a lame <laughs> thing. Like, was that even... Was that, it? to me, was like my sister telling me, like, uh, dinosaurs is starting. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's a very little kid thing. Like yeah. I'll tell you when your favorite show is on. And actually, it's it's a cute Skinner thing where he's conducting mm-hmm. and Bart enters and he's not even like ashamed he's or anything. Ashamed. Just like this yeah, is just what I do. Yeah, like, they're I'm also, just having fun. Hey, friends. Also, I think Darrell on Kids in the Hall did that. Yes. Like a sketch open with him like conducting. And Darrell is the worst. <laughs> like, and and it, then uh, Skinner goes over his history in the army. Ah, uh, yes. And I, I just I wanted to go back to it because. <laughs> He mentions Joey Heatherton. So he says uh, it was at a... Who the fuck is Joey Heatherton? <laughs> uh, so that he had gotten shot twice there. He had two purple hearts on the thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed next to the photograph. Oh, right, yeah. And one of them was for being shot uh, in front of his man. He's like, this is right before I get shot in the back. Which is funny because it's a USO show. So it wanted Joey Heatherton to put on some pants. And so Joey Heatherton was a sexy, very sexy 60s ah, and 70s a woman. Singer, uh, singer, model, actress. Reference who, later, I think, I don't know the context, but if Mo could have one way, she'd say, a date with Joey Heatherton. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. He's into her, too. Well, who wouldn't be but like... Yeah, as a kid, I did not think, like, oh, I thought this was just some crazy <laughs> army guy who took off his pants a lot. And uh, do, do a quick search for Joey Heatherton. You along with a lot of other uh, babes, she performed at USO shows. And, she did quite mm-hmm. a lot of USO shows with Bob Hope in during Vietnam. And based on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, which we reference a lot on here, I, I know for a fact now that if you see a woman on stage with Bob Hope at a USO show, he probably fucked her with his withered uh, penis. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. He was a disgusting man. And, you know, wow, she has so many up. better options there in terms of like physic, yes. like, physical Physic's, specimens. Oh, man yeah. But so here's Joey Heatherton singing with Bob Hope in front of our uh, in front of our troops without pants. It's, it's a lovely day for saying. That's entertainment yeah. back then. Yeah. I mean, I get why they did it, but I don't understand the appeal. Do you want to go to the USO show and see a woman from 2,000 yards yeah. away? I, actually, <laughs> I, I hear she's I, I don't get it. If you've looked into more like... Bob Hope was kind of willing to throw away a TV and movie career to go mm. entertain troops to where it became like an obsession and it interfered I mean, with a lot of his personal life. It was a charity, but also an excuse to fuck around on his wife. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that was the secret thing. Of yeah. all the, that's mm. one of my favorite jokes in Arrested Development mm. when they reveal that Lucille Bluth right. had been a Joey Heatherton type going on <laughs> tour with Bob Hope. And, so, and it would be what mm. the Lucille would have done. Yeah. She would have been a showgirl who then married a rich guy. Like, yeah. That was her character. And so... I'm she, sorry, I did. No, no Joey she's still alive. With, I'm, I'm she's sorry. kind of a shut-in, apparently. Oh, no, I didn't uh, know that. Well, I'm yeah. sorry I skipped ahead to the Italian restaurant because I missed one thing. It reminded me as a, as a kid 
of being at someone's house and being mm. offered a food item that was just weird or something <laughs> yeah. I would never drink yes. on my own. So like a diet caffeine free Dr Pepper or yeah. an individual fruit cocktail cup, just but, like yeah. <laughs> I, very I, lame Skinnery yeah. things. And again, to me, like oh, Ned stuff is way cooler. Yeah, uh, chocolate That's milk true. or yeah. orange soda. I'd rather oh, have yeah, uh, nachos Flanders style than any of us. <laughs> Two of my uh, best friends were Indian yeah. and Pakistani, and that's all it was all the time. Like, weird food, weird drinks. Well, speaking of drinks, mm. one of my favorite lines in this episode is, uh, did anybody ask about me? Uh, I thought someone said your name, but they were saying skim milk, <laughs> <laughs> which I used to work at a GameStop, and I had a coworker named uh, Patrick Salazar, mm-hmm. and he left, and then he just visited the store one day, and I kept hoping he would ask me, uh, has anyone been asking about me? Because I always had it in my head. Uh, no, I think someone was, but they were just saying salad bar. <laughs> oh, he man. never said he nev- No, it was just that one time he came. I'm like, please just ask. Please You're just ask. to use it here. Yeah. Perfect. On your last day, you should have invited him into the store. Just, just say it. Please just say it. I need this closure. I mean, I actually have been that Skinner yeah. many times of like fishing for information. Yeah. I'm like, are you talking yeah. about me? Like, I just did it with the bad place I just <laughs> left. I've definitely asked like, <laughs> so because what I want to hear is yeah. they all are failing without you and no one can do anything without you and you're the greatest, most important person in the world. <laughs> I, they, they, they haven't said that to me yet though. Waiting for that email. No. Yes. They were just asking about Dilbert. Uh, all right but yes then they go and get that uh, pizza pie from another premiering character i thought you might like this restaurant bart they'll make a pizza pie with the topping of your choice no no luigi i'd like one with two seats i'll be dining with a friend tonight hey good for you It's real nice here. Eh, Salvatore, guess who's here? Mr. Cucunabanza and some real ugly kid. I had to look that up. That spelling a really, really long time ago. Yeah. Cucalamanza. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's it's a it might be a reference to a really old character from an old movie. I, fuck, I forgot. I did this because it's, I, uh, I. I mean, I know I know what it really means. What? It's Italian slang that means crazy in the head. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'd never I never looked it up until this time too. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. Cucalamanza. And Luigi will appear once more to make the same joke in Bart the Fink, but he's also used after that. But he's yes. he has reused like Leopold for that same joke. And, uh, mm-hmm. Please, well, if I may, this is my stereotype. Yes. Uh, I I gotta, say, I gotta point to the reference material. That would be none other than Tony from the 1955 ah. movie Lady and the Tramp. Uh-huh. Okay. Heads up. he says that he wants two spaghetti speciale heavy on the mitzvah. Tony, dogs don't talk. He's a talker to me. Okay, he's a talker <laughs> to me. <laughs> I love this. Love the those guys. dog. I never read. I boy, I never read that as a. No, it's a very deliberate lady tramp. Definitely, yeah. I, can, I can see it now. Well, they also admit the animators that his design is taken off the pizza box. Of mm-hmm. like, he is the pizza box guy. Of like, enjoy this he's, pizza. Like, he's the generic pizza box guy for yeah. every non-chain in this area. Yeah, actually, we just saw the pizza box guy in the second episode of Talking Critic when we did that uh, yeah, miserable. Exactly. The, yes, I'll acknowledge that I don't have to deal with a lot of stereotypes. I was a mm. southern kid with an Italian last name. The only time I had to whip it out when there's like, are you Jewish? Not nah, Italian. Mm. Okay, we're cool. <laughs> uh, but 
this is the only stereotype my friends had to be like, oh shit, you're, you're that guy? I'm yeah, like, the pizza yeah, I guess I, I was always real excited <laughs> to see Luigi. I love seeing Luigi. I, uh, yeah, it, it, he just transformed into easy Italian stereotype mm-hmm. jokes that they would do, or jokes about people having Italian stereotypes. I did like the grease ball coming through. And yeah. like, oh, kids, I'm making the nice pizza for you. That's in uh, that, was just that was my Mario. That was my Mario. Yeah, same voice. At some point, Bart is like upset at the state of the school is in he is mm-hmm. this should be his dream like mm. Nilhouse is rubbing ketchup onto his stomach <laughs> martin is in a cage yes <laughs> i i love the line not only am i not learning i'm forgetting stuff i used to know that's great i love that <laughs> it's not fun to challenge a system where you can get away with everything he true, wants yeah. a skinner to push back against instead and and meanwhile skinner is just heartbroken that he can't go back he he can't he realizes he can't live a life there with uh, with the memory of the school right in front of him. I I got carsick in your office. That was also funny. Was that Ralph? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. I thought so. So then we get some army jokes, which in a pre-Iraq war, pre-9-11 thing, these jokes are so different. I mean, but... the point of this joke is, like, isn't the army so useless now? Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. doing anything of, of importance, mm-hmm. and everyone in the army is mm-hmm. kind of stupid. <laughs> and that they, the guy points out, like, it's rare to have combat veterans there. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. they're just securing a Montgomery Wards or something, when meanwhile, like... <laughs> We've got all the combat veterans we need yeah, right now. We'll throw you into any meat grinder. <laughs> but yes, here he's back in the army. It's good to have another combat veteran around here. I myself received a number of medals for uh, securing that Montgomery Ward in Kuwait City. Mm, yes, Colonel. Now, <laughs> it will be my duty to mold the new recruits into a well-disciplined, highly trained infantry unit. Sure, I, I guess. <laughs> here to come. My favorite character. Hey, where do I get my grenades at? Uh, they don't have down group toilets here no more, do they? <laughs> it's like a stupider Cletus. It's, yeah. it's Hank's area. They have group toilets here group no more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that voice is pretty close to uh, Cousin Merle. Yeah. Each going to him. Yeah, but that, uh, the, the colonel, I, was his first name Corey? He sounded almost exactly <laughs> like someone Lisa would call. Yes, group but... turlets. Group turlets. I, I don't know what the basis of that fear of a group turlet would be, but... Uh, I mean, I don't like peeing in a trough. Man. Oh, no, this trough... That's, <laughs> I just started watching F is for Family, and the third episode, there's a joke where the the 10-year-old son has to go to a public toilet without his dad in the 70s, and it's <laughs> it's all disgusting trough-style uh, urinals. And, not good. And disgusting Peed over old, cigarette butts. Yes, and guys with just all their disgusting balls out. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, it uh, So I think of those trough urinals, like, I, I think I've maybe seen, like, three of them ever mm. in my life. Oh, and, every sports uh, stadium. Yeah, right? sports stadiums. And, and three. The crappy bars. <laughs> well, I also try to never use public restrooms. That's true. So uh-huh. it's, uh, it works with that, but that he's... And he yeah. grinds up his pee and converts it to farts. Oh. He'll show you how next episode. I'm really good at holding it in. I, or maybe I just, uh, I'm lucky to have a big Sounds bar, really but... unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that Skinner does while training the troops is that he, he teaches them how to do better uh, marching chants. Mm. And I thought that the one that they said, I don't know, but I've been told the Parthenon is mighty old. Yeah. I'm looking that up and it's not referenced anywhere on the internet besides Be- the Simpsons. Because... Yeah, because that's it came we from there. That, 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 I, a, I thought a, it was a regular military chant. No, no, they're parodying a scene in Full Metal Jacket that is filthy. Yeah, uh, the joke yeah. is Skinner is like, I want to turn this filthy chant into something educational. Yeah, because yeah, it was about Eskimo pussy. I guess yeah. it's mighty cold. Eskimo pussy is oh. mighty cold. They have the the camera even at the very specific Kubrick very centering angle. Yeah. angle. Except that, look at, just make sure to stop at the very end and watch, like, Skinner's pupil has gone to, like, the yeah. back of his head. Yeah, they're, like, totally <laughs> walleyeing him. Uh, well, like, they're doing their best to 
imitate some of the best cinematography of all <laughs> yeah, time. They got a TV budget. And, uh, but how old is the Parthenon? Uh, I just looked that up. It is. It was built in uh, 438 BC. So Nobody that, knows. That would make it uh, 2455 Years wow. old. Officially mighty old. Yes. Meanwhile, they're trying to talk... Marge and Homer are trying to talk some sense into Ned as we get another shocking reveal. Ned, Homer and I are a little concerned with the way the school's being run. Yes. Easily concerned. <laughs> well, I may go a little bit easy in the old hickory dickory stick, but that, that's just because my dad was so hard on me when I was a boy. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Nick's building all over my poems. He's a real flat tire. I mean a cube, man. He's putting us on the train to Squaresville, Mona. <laughs> that ridiculous mm. joke would be canon. <laughs> yes. The, That's amazing. Beatniks. It. It's the, yeah, the beatnik <laughs> stuff was great. Uh, that Because, of course, you would think he had strict religious parents, and that's why mm-hmm. he is the way he is. Yeah, oh, but he his had... His parents were like hippies, but more educated. He's rebelling yes. from that. But <laughs> it's funny that uh, Ned's mom, who we never meet after this, and his dad, who we never meet after this, well, his mom is named Mona, mm-hmm. the same name as Homer's mom. Oh, and they're wow. both sort of like uh, counterculture types. Mm-hmm. I so mean... They're going to have a Batman versus <laughs> Superman moment at some <laughs> point in the finale. Holy shit, you're they're right. Like oh, a, wow. Well, I was going to th- wonder if there was like a Reddit thread. Are they the same woman? Uh, we're going to write a bad <laughs> article about this. It'll make millions. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know why... Why the name Mona was chosen for both of them? Mm. I, there's no, I don't know if there's a famous Mona beatnik or hippie or counterculture Sounds person. Beatnik-y, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Well, also that that it is reused in Hurricane Nettie, and that's how you find out about them uh, trying nothing and being all out of ideas. What I didn't like the, I actually really like the Viva Ned Flanders episode, but they reveal that he's sixty, and until the two thousands, <laughs> then his age wouldn't m- match up with having not at all. parents. Yeah. So that's what I didn't like. I, I, it, it was moments like that that even in good episodes in later Simpsons that made me sour on the show as a grumpy puss because it was like, no, that invalidates continuity that was in previous episodes. There are great jokes in it, though. Viva Ned Flanders I'll is really funny. I'll take a white wine spritzer. spritzer. Uh, there is spritzer. no waffle bar. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> uh, never know what two women could do for you. Uh, but also, the secret running gag of season five, I realized for this scene, is watching someone fantasize. They do a cutaway, which they always uh... did in season four, but this time it was a pronounced thing in Merkin's thing of like people watching the person think about the thing they're cutting away to and being confused. Hmm. Marge does that while Flanders is cutting back. Like she even looks at Homer and goes, "Mm." (laughs) there's there's a moment of at least awkward recognition of what's (laughs) happening. Hmm. And just previously in Burns is there, Marge is fantasizing about Lee majors and everybody's staring at her in in Bart gets an elephant. Everybody is just staring at her after she mm. mentions the double ply windows. It's a lot of staring and just <laughs> taking time to stare. I, I like that they could have jokes like that, too. They could just take the time, like, well, wait two seconds to... Yeah, it's confidence I don't have to let a joke breathe. <laughs> no, I don't. No, 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 keep going, keep going. And up next, uh, Lisa sort of figures out why Bart needs Skinner in his life, and we are introduced to a very important character in The Simpsons. Wow, I never thought Principal Skinner could become any more of a square, but there's the proof. <laughs> It's weird, Lise. I miss him as a friend, but I miss him even more as an enemy. I think you need Skinner, Bart. Everybody needs a nemesis. Sherlock Holmes had his Dr. Moriarty. Mountain Dew has its mellow yellow. Even Maggie has that baby with the one eyebrow. (laughs) 
I just like that. Gerald, <laughs> baby Gerald. Baby oh, Gerald. baby Gerald. <laughs> the baby with one eye. Was that another debut that would become mm-hmm. canon? Mm-hmm. Well, like I mean, a, or over reused. Mm, yeah. Baby Gerald would come back so much that he would be in the HDified opening of the show. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. When after uh, Maggie is scanned, I hate that opening. They then, uh, they, well, they pack it with every joke they couldn't mm. do in season two. So mm-hmm. when they made the last opening, so you know, I get it. They wanted to fill with jokes, but they could have made it look better. <laughs> and the baby Gerald was named in season eight's The King. Mutiny, which is when he is he started a fire that then Laddie oh, saves everybody right. from, and then after Quimby gives the uh, award to Laddie as thanks, he then says, "Baby Gerald," like that's <laughs> that's when Gerald got his name, and I wow. I respect that because that was an Oakley and Weinstein season mm. episode, so I respect them giving a name to the character they created in this and. Baby Gerald would next be seen in in Lady Bouvier's Lover. Like, oh, you're right. It was it was definitely Oakley and Weinstein going like, well, we wrote this one. Yeah. Let's do that joke again. We can make it a runner just because we're writing five episodes. <laughs> That's right. Their uh, episodes are pretty close together in the season. And when Bart goes on to the range, like he should know better than <laughs> yeah. that. He's not that stupid, is he? And if he wanted to see this. explosions, also proud home of secret civilian mail opening projects. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> They're proud of it. And this was the most murkiny moment of. The Quickie Mart is blown up, and seemingly Apu and Sanjay are mm. dead. Like, uh, really, really great touch the K landing yes. behind in, in the uh, next scene. Denying you the true explosion, mm-hmm. but dropping the K of just like, <laughs> yeah, they're dead. And, and they wicked pumps again in scenes from the class struggle in Springfield when ah. Marge gets the uh, dress, and her she, she's helping her friend pump the gas because she's right. too rich and stupid to do it. <laughs> Bart sees how much he is suffering, and he wants to help him. And I like that early on, Skinner, well, first Skinner identifies that Obviously, the army is too rowdy for him. The army was never the place for him because it was filled with guys who want to have fun, <laughs> not boring people like him. It does seem a little incongruous that like he whips him into shape before mm. with the Parthenon mar- march thing, and then now they hate him. Well, he can make him march differently, but it doesn't mean they obviously would all hate him. Yeah, uh, I think they were just putting up with him, yeah. and now they're just like, fuck Skinner. And I like he uh, establishes that if he comes back, Bart has mm. to be a good student or they won't be friends anymore, just to make it easier to get into the kind of the kind of sweet ending they have there. Uh, but then, though, Bart finally has a plan to save Skinner. What's he doing here? Well, once he found out we were going to get Ned Flanders fired, he insisted on helping. That is true. Here's the plan. Once Chalmers comes for his next inspection and sees how crappy the school has gotten, he'll fire Ned on the spot. Uh, One question remains. How do I get out of the Army? No problemo. Just make a pass at your commanding officer. Done and done. (laughs) And I mean done. What's going on in there? Nothing. Done and done. Uh, I must know more about that joke. Yeah, Yeah, so... I, that felt like is he a usual still Simpsons. homosexual? Well, that feels like a, definitely a Simpsons <laughs> tradition of having a one-off joke that would imply someone is gay, mm-hmm. or just that. Like, I think he was just overly willing to do it. He had no shame just because he wanted to get out that badly. I mean, I'm cool with the reading if they you want. You don't think it read. implies he already did it? I think it just means consider it mm-hmm. done. I don't he, think it means like it's already been done. And it's so easy for him to imagine it. He yeah. has he's absolutely got, no. He's got a voice like Corey. So, and uh, <laughs> I guess we should say this is the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" uh, air, yeah, zone of the it's, army. Yeah. It's a dated joke. You can't be fired for being gay in the army yeah. now. What a fucking weird. Time. God, I hate this yeah. planet. <laughs> I know. God. Uh, these wussified army people. That was uh, that was something else in the. I believe Gaze it was the army the, going up to do things I refuse to. <laughs> I believe it was the 2012 election where they had uh, at some Republican debate they 
took in video questions and one was from an openly gay service member who was asking what he'd do for them and the the Republican voting audience at this event, they booed yeah. a soldier because he was oh. talking about being gay. Christ. <laughs> but, that sucks. But I I wouldn't mind if they'd made the reading now that, like, you know what, Skinner is bi. Like, yeah. he's always been bi or he's pansexual or whatever. That he just, it wouldn't invalidate all his relationships yeah. with women, but it's just like, yeah, Skinner goes both ways. You're saying he? he's gay until he had his first female encounter, Henry. That's well, unbelievable. So, I mean, he was into Patty first. Like, mm. it wasn't just Edna. One True. thing you should notice about this episode is that it, there's very, very little Homer. Oh, yeah. There's that's almost I, no Homer in this episode. That's why I love it when he shows up like mm. that. Like, this is true. If you watch <laughs> the, the cuts, scenes mm-hmm. in, from this episode there's a few more homer things in act three mm-hmm. uh the scene with them in the bedroom is extended homer's plan is to make ned think the school is turned upside down by gluing all the furniture to the <laughs> ceiling and then he's like we'll have to teach all the children to walk upside down but that's not a problem <laughs> and i'll get to the second part which which i'm glad they went with the ending they went with because the the true first ending features homer in a huge way and it really undercuts the sweet ending of this episode yeah. and this was an episode that i for some reason i ended up taping the syndication version and not the one it aired uh, first the first time and i think they cut out the whole part where he tries to take the dog to work so there's even oh, less right. of that in yeah. the syndicated version in fact uh, david such an intercessional scene i totally forgot it exists uh, yes, that, that was here. a good cut and i yeah. like yeah when i saw it because i i'm more familiar with the syndicated version i'm like oh he's shaking the dog the dog's gonna bite him or something all oh, right as, as the end and of the joke but it's just he's like okay i'll and take the, he, cat, the baby and did love that spider biting the back of bart's yes. head too just to <laughs> backtrack a little bit but here's another again if if it wasn't for billy and the clonosaurus Toboggan ride would be my favorite line. Before of the we show. start, I went to Catholic school, mm. and this line delighted me. <laughs> Come on, Charlie, you fired Skinner for less than this. Yeah, I did, but Skinner really bugged me. <laughs> Besides, the way America's public schools are sliding, they'll all be this way in a few months. <laughs> I say, lay back and enjoy it. It's a hell of a toboggan ride. <laughs> well, cockily doodly do, little buddies. Let's thank the Lord for another beautiful school day. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord? That sounded like a prayer. A prayer? A prayer in a public school? God has no place within these walls, just like backs have no place within organized religion. Simpson, you get your wish. Flanders is history. Uh-huh. That joke has a lot to offend everybody. It's so great. And some of these cutscenes are so buried on the DVD, you actually have to go to the art and animation to watch the animatic of Act oh, wow. 3. So ah. some of these cutscenes didn't make it to color animation. One of them is of Bart walking Chalmers through the through the hallway, showing him all the destruction. And there's a naked child drawing himself off with the American flag. And Bart's <laughs> like, look at this. Isn't this terrible? He's like, I'm glad to see that student uh, exercising his First Amendment right to desecrate the flag. So that could have been one of these lines. Uh, but also, like that. that line, just as uh, facts have no place with an organized religion, <laughs> that wasn't part of the original animatic. They added that to like sort of like give it another punch. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Otherwise, it makes Chalmers seem too staunch and anti-religious. Mm. Or wait, no. I no, mean, that makes some more. No, I like it. Just that I wanted. I watching this again because I remember the ending, not the beginning, and that that Skinner doesn't recognize Yom Kippur. Right. So okay. does that, in Chalmers' eyes, make him better for being so irreligious? Yeah. yeah, I maybe so. He his Bible is the book. <laughs> yes, it's a nice Rolls. creation that Chalmers is so anti-church and state mixing. Mm. And he's like, no, nothing related mm. to God in here. I, I mean, school. Ned is enforcing the children to pray, but it might cross a line and say, let's thank <laughs> the Lord. You know? Yeah. Though, I mean, I was at schools that were more about graying that line. Mm. I didn't go to Catholic school like you, Bob. Mm. 
But my science teacher in middle school, I was around so many students who were just like, she hates Christians because she teaches evolution. It was really just, I realize now, it it was the parents of the students mad that she taught evolution telling their kids to hate her. Mm. And it was just like, she was a... She was a skinny old lady. Like, who cared? But she taught evolution, which is the thing to teach in school. But And this was like in 1998 wow. or 97. Hey, that's not what Ben Stein told me. <laughs> He's on TV a bunch. No but, facts allowed. <laughs> yes, the, I like how strongly Chalmers says that. And the shocking music and the cameras are so a prayer. So a prayer in a, public, a prayer in a public school. I've used that hell of a toboggan ride line several times since the election. I just and like, uh, that's actually at our old job, I would send you that gift frequently. Mm. Yep, yeah, yeah. I say lay back and enjoy it. But we couldn't lay back and enjoy it anymore, no. could we, Bob? But the... that, that's why we're here. And thank you so much for supporting us. <laughs> yes. Oh, I meant to mention right before that scene, Martin is in his cage. Yes. They've caged Martin. And he is singing the Toreador song uh, from Carmen. And so, that was in Bart the Genius. Yeah. That's the connection. Wow, in the very Henry. next episode of Bart the Genius that would air that night, not the next episode chronologically, they go to see Carmen. Yeah. So in a very long scene. Yes. God, there's so many long <laughs> scenes in that. And now that we've done this, I wouldn't mind the idea of like in season 10, we go back and do a new Talking Simpsons for a first season episode and <laughs> the then be 4K like, version. holy shit, look at this. Yeah. Like, it's got to be shocking after all this. <laughs> Looks like Skinner gets his job back, and uh, I just love Chalmers' qualifications for him. Well, <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed my time here, Superintendent. May the Lord bless and keep you. Now, take it outside, God boy. <laughs> Oakley dokley. <laughs> Dirksen took in your shirt. Jaffe spit out that gum. You really think it's a good idea to give that freak his job back? I oh, seems to know the students' names. <laughs> so we get a very sweet scene of Skinner and Bart have to, you know, come to terms and be like, we can't be friends anymore. This has to end now. And they both put very cute signs on each other's backs. One is teach me and one is kick me. And the original ending, which I'm glad they cut, it's only in animatic form. You have to go to that special feature. That scene is interrupted, the pinning of the notes. Homer crashes through the wall, riding oh some sort of device. I can't tell because it's so clouded by all these different like layers of paper. And he's screaming, isn't Ned Flanders a jerk or what? And the episode <laughs> wow. ends. Uh. So there, there had to be more with Homer in the, in the animatic that we didn't see of him planning to underdo outdo Flanders or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, they went with the sweet ending and it was worth yeah. it. It does yes. make no, no sense that he he's in on the planning and doesn't do any of the execution. Yeah, I mean, it's like he was in the room. They couldn't cut him out. Yeah, yeah and, and but it's still such a great scene. But I, I'm glad they didn't have that and they instead had this sweet ending. I just like... This became Skinner's catchphrase. <laughs> oh, mercy. Almost too cool for oh, Skinner. Oh, mercy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's such a Homer Captain Wacky mm-hmm. thing. And in any in any other season five episode, that would have been exactly how it ended. It's another one that feels like they were given a chance to show run one episode and like, okay, you guys do it and see how you yeah. do, see how it goes. And it, that feels like something Merkin would have totally gone with. Yeah. And that this was so much more tonally close to what season seven and eight yeah. were about. Be, being a young but experienced writer and not using the Homer crutch that's mm-hmm. so easy to use. Like, yeah. push the Homer button for an instant joke. <laughs> they, 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 like, tape 
skipped over the button for this episode. <laughs> he's not. He's barely in this show. Like mm-hmm. there are scenes he's in, but they're not related at all to the plot. They're just yeah. like little tiny one-offs to let you know Homer still exists. Mm-hmm. But that's basically. He it. might have like less dialogue than Lisa, at least in this yeah. episode, and maybe even Marge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Homer. It's it's such a rare underutilization of Homer, but I like that they. I like they yeah. went for that. Yeah, I didn't even think about it in that in those terms. I'm not sure Homer ever has used <laughs> that little ever again. No, there, yeah. There's one Halloween segment which Homer has no speak spoken lines Mm, but that's basically uh it for Mm, no homers it definitely feels like a refutation of where the show was in season five and that you know they they talk about it like deep space homer they were not fans of it oh and oh and w it was like they wanted to they wanted to ground the show and that is the opposite of grounding the show and you're right henry it feels like a season seven episode almost with Mm -hmm. just how not i mean it's still hilarious it's still it's still weird it's still out there but it's much more grounded and that makes the Mm -hmm. stakes matter more and it makes things seem more meaningful nobody does anything impossible there's no cartoon level violence which homer Mm -hmm. smashing through a wall absolutely would have been yeah and there's so many just observations of regular Mm -hmm. life which is just very that's very Oakley and Weinstein's style, which they're so very good at. Just sitting with these jokes like Skinner uh, picking out the detergent, <laughs> things like that really make this episode stand out in season five, which is yeah. a good season. This is just so tonally different. Yeah, I so again, this is my this is my favorite season five one. I think to this point, boy, Mr. <laughs> Plow is still kind of my favorite, but this is, I, this, this is, is top is, season five for me right now. Yeah, this is yeah. number one of season five, and I don't think the next three will beat it. We're pretty close mm. to the end here. Yeah. I, I'm still, Homer Loves Slanders is still my favorite episode of the season just for how bizarre it is. Mm. This is probably my top five, but it's, uh, it's really good. Yeah. It's just not stampy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing can be. So this is the our hey, 100th. Oh, look at that better episode. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our 100th episode, everybody, of Talking Woo! Simpsons. We made it to 100, and we're going to do 100 more, and possibly more after that. Don't you worry. And thank you so much for supporting us. Months ago, I had something commissioned as a gift to give out on our 100th episode to our, my fellow co-hosts. Sorry, Dave, I didn't know you'd be uh, here. So I, I commissioned this a few months ago when I knew we'd at least be going to 100. You thought we'd what make it this far? Yes, <laughs> I mean, we were at like 87 when I commissioned this. And this is before I knew we were going to have a Patreon. And uh, now it's even better, I think, as, as a celebration of our Patreon, which is doing so great. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. You made this happen, everybody. <laughs> we're going to be we're working so hard. We have so many recordings scheduled. But this is my gift to my fellow hosts. So for Chris, I want to put these on our uh, on our page too because this is all oh, yeah. visual. So pictures will be on the page on lasertimepodcast.com. My favorite Simpsons game is Simpsons Arcade, so I took the liberty of getting everybody. Oh, what? Perler beats Sprite Art. I, I gave oh. Chris Bart as the devil as when devil. when you die, a devil Bart appears. Yeah, I love this. Oh my gosh! It's exa- this is this is my spirit animal. <laughs> And, then Henry, oh, and for Henry, he gets oh, Bartman. Man. Oh my God! Oh, I love this. And I got oh. one for myself. Yeah! yeah. Oh, oh, Homer! Oh my God! Punching Homer from the arcade. So yes, <laughs> wow. these were all. I mean, we'll have pictures of these on the show post, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully. But these were made by uh, Jasmine Kelly, and you can find her on Etsy as Top Tier Perlers. Go to Top Tier mm. Perlers on Etsy. Wow. Just search for that. You'll find her work. She does great stuff. It's not expensive. You can get. She'll do any kind of sprite art you want, and these are so great. And I'm so, I'm so happy I gave these away on our hundredth episode, and we're celebrating our Patreon yeah. too. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Bob. Yes, so, That's uh, so nice. Of so you. Hang. This is a, a memento yeah. of all the great work we've done together. Chris, and you could hang it off your neck, and it would be a perler neck.
necklace. <laughs> Why did no one say I'm gonna? <laughs> I'm hanging on me wall. Uh, yeah. I so, think that's a pretty gear joke. Uh, no, thank you. That's, so, yeah. that's great. I can't wait to put these up. I'm yeah. so excited to have these uh, not sitting in my apartment. I've been waiting <laughs> to give these away for a month now, and uh, it's a great celebration of ourselves. And if you allow us to be the self-indulgent, thank you. And, uh, so again, oh, thanks thank to you. patrons. We, I can't seem to get uh, Bob and Henry out of here now. There's so many things happening. <laughs> yes. Thank well, you yeah. so much. Chris did charge us some rent this week, mm-hmm. and it was nice. kind of outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is San Francisco, but come on. Uh, but yeah, patreon.com slash talking Simpsons if you want to support us. And you'll see all these things. Or you'll hear episodes a week early if you're not already. If you yeah. can't wait to hear the next one, it's up on there now. And if you subscribe now, you will have like 20 things to listen to. Mm-hmm. Granted, 13 of those are at season one, which we have posted there too. If you're already a Laser Time patron, you might have heard those before. But we're recording so many bonus episodes. Yeah. We have uh, recordings scheduled for like the weekend to bank mm-hmm. a bunch of Talking Critic episodes. You made Talking Critic happen. We're at like 5K now. I think, I, I honestly think we might make that second goal by the end of the summer. I would love to, everybody, because I definitely want to do that show where we talk about just animation each yes, time. Like that. I think we'd all love to do that here. Like just random episodes of animation. And you can make that happen. Uh, uh, just, man, thank you very much, Bob. Yes, I'm glad you guys like it. So yeah, I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. Go to Retronauts.com or search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. Every week it's a new retro gaming topic occasionally an extra episode on friday a smaller and by smaller i mean it's an hour long episode right. and uh together the talking simpsons team we've done several simpsons games mm-hmm. as retronauts episodes we've done bart versus the space mutants we've done the simpsons arcade game and bart's nightmare and more to come in the future so if you're new to the retronauts start with those or just pick a topic you like and listen i guarantee you'll like it so that's retronauts on anywhere you can listen to it with any podcast thing mm-hmm. thank you very much and follow me on twitter at h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g and that's where i tweet out new episodes announcements for this show and also when we post new stuff on the patreon as well though of course if you subscribe to the patreon you should just be getting updates every time too and you can get those podcasts in your podcast device with a special rss feed that they give out when you sign up and if you have any extra questions about it hey feel free to at me on twitter and i'll probably reply to it And I might reply if you leave a comment on LaserTimePodcast.com, where this show and many others live. Dave and I are supported on Patreon as well, yeah. patreon.com slash LaserTime. Bunch of fun extra stuff for you. I think with both of our Patreons, we pretty much could own your entire day if we <laughs> had to. But, uh, yeah, check out uh, LaserTime. We did a show recently on the, le- the Legacy of the Simpsons. I can't promote the Farts episode enough. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we did that. Thank God we even have a Simpsons fart in there. Go listen. <laughs> and there's also 302010, the show that looks back 10, 20, and 30 years in history. Uh, just like Bart said, uh, we'd be laughing at this show 20 years later. Well, we are. Yeah, that show and this one. It was true. It was true. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. 100 episodes. Hooray! Woo! We'll be back next week with The Boy Who Knew Too Much. See you then. infotainment join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4xe or summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers 15,178 average based on 20 percent below average msrp from all 2023 grand cherokee overland 4xe and summit 4xe models and dealer stock residency restrictions apply take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1 jeep is a registered trademark